Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Back in the 1930s, aviation manufacturer Boeing came up with a new airliner, the Model 307 Stratoliner, which featured a game-changing innovation. It was equipped with a pressurized cabin, which enabled the plane to fly more swiftly and safely at altitudes above the weather, without causing passengers and crew to have difficulty getting enough oxygen from breathing the thinner air at 20,000 feet, or about 6,000 meters. Since then, cabin pressurization has become one of those technologies that most of us who fly probably take for granted. Cabin pressurization works so well that passengers barely even notice it in part because it gradually adjusts the air pressure inside the plane as it climbs in altitude, and then adjusts it again on the way down. 
Before the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke with Chuck Horning, who's been an associate professor in the Aviation Maintenance Science Department at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University since 2005. Before that, he was a mechanic and maintenance instructor at Delta Airlines for 18 years. He explained that the basic technology of airplane pressurization has pretty much stayed the same for decades, though the advent of electronic computerized controls has made it more precise. Essentially, the aircraft uses some of the excess air that's pulled in by the compressors in its jet engines. He said, It's not a terribly complex system. The engines don't need all that air for combustion, so some of it is tapped off and used for both air conditioning and pressurization. The excess air from the compressors is cooled and then pumped into the cabin. It's regulated by a device called the Air Cabin Pressure Controller, which Horning describes as the brains of the pressurization system. He said, That controller automatically regulates the pressurization. It knows from information that the flight crew enters in what the cruising altitude is. It schedules the pressurizing so that as the airplane climbs and the external pressure goes down, it goes to work. Pressurizing an aircraft too much could put its main body, also called the fuselage, under too much stress from differential pressure inside and outside the fuselage as the plane climbs. To avoid that, airliners don't try to duplicate the air pressure at sea level. Instead, at a cruising altitude of 36,000 feet, that's 11,000 meters, most commercial jets simulate the air pressure at an elevation of 8,000 feet, or 2,500 meters, about the same as Aspen, Colorado. However, the Boeing 787 Dreamliner, which has super-strong carbon fiber in its airframe, is able to get down to the equivalent of air pressure at 6,000 feet, or 1,800 meters. Horning explained, That's better, because as the cabin altitude goes up, you have less oxygen in your blood. That's why when you get off a plane, you may feel tired. We'd add that other factors of air travel, like dehydration and stress, can add to that. Uh, But back to pressurization. How much air needs to be added in order to pressurize the cabin depends, of course, on the volume of the cabin, but it's more complicated than simple volume. Because the aircraft's pressurization system works in combination with the air conditioning system, it's also continuously cycling that air through the cabin, recirculating some of it and venting the rest as it draws in fresh air from the engine compressor. Most airplanes will completely exchange the air inside the cabin in three to five minutes. Airliners have to be careful to pressurize gradually as they ascend and depressurize just as gradually when they descend toward the destination because humans are pretty sensitive to changes in air pressure, something anyone who's ever suffered from airplane ear already knows. That's one reason why the air pressurization system has automated controls. As Horning explains, if the controller were to malfunction, the aircraft's pilot could manually depressurize the aircraft during the descent but it might be an uncomfortable experience for passengers and crew, since it's tough to do it deftly by hand. The air pressurization system also contains safety mechanisms designed to ward off mishaps, namely two pressure release valves. The positive pressure release valve will pop open if inside pressure gets too high because too much air is being pumped in the cabin. This release valve relieves that pressure. There's also the negative pressure valve, which protects the aircraft from the effects of a shift in which the outside pressure becomes greater than inside the cabin. It vents air in. This might occur during a sudden descent, but it also occurs during normal operation. Horning said, 
airplanes are not designed to be submarines. They're designed to have a higher inside pressure than the outside. That's why the negative pressure relief valve is much more sensitive. As a result, when you're on a plane that's descending, once in a while you actually hear a loud rush of air. That's the negative pressure valve kicking in. In the rare event that depressurization fails during a flight, there are other safeguards. There's a sensor that detects when the pressure declines to the equivalent of 12,000 feet, or 3,700 meters, in elevation. That switch automatically drops oxygen masks into the cabin, so that passengers can continue to breathe without difficulty. In some aircraft, the oxygen comes from cylinders, while others get it from generators that release oxygen through a chemical reaction. Today's episode is based on the article, How Are Airplane Cabins Pressurized? on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Patrick J. Kiger. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 